Phenomenal, man. Thanks, Roz. Hey, so I'm um, carrying on our spiritual gifting series, and one of the big things we're talking about today is it's all of us together. So while we're all together, why don't you just turn to a couple of people around you and say, morena, kia ora, buenos dias, or something. Say day. Maybe do some knuckles or something. <laughs> Too cool. That was pretty short, eh? All good. Obviously, Robert's not here because he like gets up and goes and welcomes the entire church individually, which is pretty cool. Hey, this is what I'm talking about um, a little bit today, who is best. So uh, if you've been tracking with us uh, over the, f- the first part of the year, uh, looking at spiritual gifts right through till the, kind of the middle of the year, and we've been looking at some specific spiritual gifts and how we see them um, clearly coming out in the Bible. And what we're going to do for the next two Sundays is kind of step back. So I kind of felt like we've introduced it now, and so we're just stepping back to look at some of the key kind of principles, if you like, around spiritual gifts. So that's where we're going for the next couple of Sundays. And so I called this sermon... Um, Who's the best, right? And so let me illustrate how ridiculous that idea would be in, in church, right? Um, yesterday we had a working bee, which was amazing. I'm like really tired. I think I'm actually getting really old. Um, and we had a really good week. Heaps of people turned up. I was amazed how many people came. And Elizabeth, who I don't like anymore, just kept bringing out amazing food after amazing food. And it's like, we're meant to be like doing a working bee. But I think people spend a lot more time eating the most amazing plum muffins. What were the muffins? Oh my gosh. And then, oh yeah, in the afternoon, oh, just this amazing banana cake covered in like passion fruit appears from nowhere that's still hot and it's like... Anyway, it was a good working, but heaps of people here, right? It was amazing. And thinking about the spiritual gifts, I was thinking how cool it was that if you'd said to anyone, um, oh, who's the best working beer here today? It would have just been like, what a stupid question. It doesn't work like that, right? And there was no one here at the working bee... um, <laughs> like, oh, no, 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 I'm too good to do that, right? So there's an accountant who's a legit accountant just scrubbing mould off the dishroom walls, right? And he's not like, well, hang on, I'm an accountant here in a pretty big firm. You know what I mean? It would have just, you, this wouldn't happen at church, right? Um, and I, was, I, was, I stopped at one point. I, this was the only time I stopped. The whole day I was just serving. I was amazing, right? I stopped at one point. I was running around with coffee for people. And I was like, man, there's actually some pretty big big people in Kirikirirawa here right now serving, right? So we have some pretty big business leaders and, and stuff like that. But the concept of who's the best would just be stupid to them. Do you know what I mean? If I went to them and said, um, you know, thanks so much for being here. You're such a huge business person and here you are on the top of scaffold painting. They'd just be like, it's because I'm part of the body. I'm part of the... What? Do you know what I mean? It would have just been a weird thing to say. Does that make sense? Okay, a lot of you are looking at me like I'm weird, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, another thing that popped into my head when I was thinking about this, this best thing is um, uh, Kari Jo. Who knows Kari Jo? Worship leader. You know Kari Jo? A few of you? Okay. So she's like one of the, the most amazing worship leaders on, in the planet, um, on the planet at the moment. And Joseph and I were at Hillsong Conference a few years ago. And at Hillsong Conference over in the States, they have like all these amazing speakers and amazing worship people and stuff. And for a couple of nights, they'll have a special... Um, time after the evening session, which is always just awesome, they have a special worship leader come and lead a special session that will go for half an hour, an hour of just worship, and it's always just like incredible, because these are the best worship leaders ever, right? And Kari Job was coming, and Joe and I are just like giant Kari Job junkies, and so we're just like, oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing. See, we go, I go Valley Girl, and I go weird. 
Um, it's going to be amazing. It's Kari Jo. What a cool time of worship. And so you've had Hillsong, which is just like lights. There's like 30,000 people in this giant arena over in Sydney. Had that all day, and it's just awesome. And then you're expecting Kari Jo to come out, and you know, there's going to be explosions and lights and all this amazing stuff. And then the whole stadium goes totally dark. And I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. And then just the light goes on Courage Job, and she's kneeling on the stage. And I was like, whoa, that's not what I was expecting. And then in front of her on the stage is her Bible just open, and she just has a little microphone, and she's like, can you guys kneel with me? And when she said it, I was like, oh, this is going to be a nightmare, because you're in those stadium seats. Everyone's awkwardly trying to kneel, and it's just complete chaos. But after a while, she just waits. Everyone gets kneeling, and then she just started reading Scripture. It was so beautiful. And then she did this really cool prayer and then just led into worship. And it was like, man, that's not who I'm expecting. You expect her to, I don't know, come in first class and, you know, all this crazy stuff and lights, camera, action, and it's just that humility. And, and that's one of the things I love at Hillsong. They, they work really hard to make us see we're just the body of Christ, all just serving. Some people are really good at leading worship. Some people are great at speaking. Some people are good at welcoming people. You know what I mean? We're just this body working together. And this idea of who's the best in society is huge. <laughs> But this idea of who's the best in the church is just ridiculous, right? It's something that we look at as Christians and we're like, what? This doesn't work like that, right? Who's the best preacher out of me and Dave? We all know it's Dave, right? <laughs> See, he pointed at me and I pointed I mean, it's like a dumb question. You'd be like, what? It doesn't work like that. Who's our best worship leader? It's like, what? We just don't do that stuff. We're all together, right? Hey, so I've got three little points. Um, the first one's real fast because I've talked about this a bunch already, but I wanted to go over it again. How cool is this dude, right? I always try and find pictures that match with what I'm talking about, and I was like, this guy's just the man. You can't see it probably, but he's actually looking over the top of his sunglasses. He's that cool, right? It's kind of like, whatever. Um, he thinks it's all about him, but it's not, um, it's not all about you when it comes to spiritual gifts and it comes to serving in the, the church. So here's that classic verse I've been talking about heaps, right? 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other, right? So I've talked about this a bunch, so I'll go kind of quickly through this. Um, just three little points that keep coming out to me every time I read this. The first one is this gift is given to each of us, right? Um, every single one of us. And to me, this, this gets me very excited as a, an elder, as a pastor here at church, because it means every single one of you that are in a relationship with Jesus are here because the Holy Spirit wants you to be here, <laughs> He saw at CVC there's a Dave-shaped hole that only Dave can be gifted and equipped to fulfill. Does it make sense, eh? He sees that there's a Will-shaped hole, which would be a super awesome-shaped hole, right? A Takash-shaped hole, a Lillian-shaped... Do you know what I mean? He draws you here, and then every single one of us has a gift. So we as individuals have a responsibility to figure out what that gift is. It's not just on the church. But at the same time, the church has that responsibility to help you figure out what is that spiritual gift. Why are you here? You're not here to just warm a seat. You're not here to tick your Jesus box of the week and be like, yeah, I went to church. It's not it, right? We're here to grow closer to Jesus. We're here to be a community. But we're here because the Spirit's called and gifted us to be here. So we have this obligation to to figure that out. One of the things I I said when I talked about this verse about three or four weeks ago is, is it always cracks me up because if you don't use your spiritual gift, then you're literally ripping us off. Does that make sense, eh? Because you're here for a reason. (laughs) And the Spirit's gifted and empowered you uniquely to fill a hole that's within CBC. And so if you choose not to use that spiritual gift, then we all miss out. And we're all like, oh, stink. If only we had someone to... And there is someone, but they've gone, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) So you rip us off. So 
I will trip you up and slash your tyres on the way out if I think that's you, so better watch out. Hey, second thing is um, to build up the church, right? And that's what I'm meaning by it's not all about you. The whole reason that you have spiritual gifts is honestly so you can build up, encourage, strengthen the other folks in the church. Yeah, you get blessing and you get joy when you use your spiritual gift because the Spirit's empowering you to do something you love doing. But the number one reason is not that you feel empowered and lifted up, right? The number one reason is so you can bless a whole bunch of really cool people um, that happen to be part of our church. So again, if you choose not to, you miss out, but we totally miss out because the whole purpose of that gift is to build up the church. So and the the silly illustration, I said this every time, would be like, um, Liam, where did Liam go? Who's Liam? He's right at the back. I'm sitting on the ground. You're so humble, bro. So it's not like Liam leads worship and then he goes home this afternoon, lies on the couch, puts his feet up, and he's like, Stacy, woman, bring me food. I was amazing today. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear that little guitar thing I did? And the beginning to that, ah, uh, when I channeled that in a country, oh, my gosh. I was honestly, <laughs> Liam and I joke about that, right? Honestly, Stacy, I <laughs> I was awesome, man. You know what I mean? If, if he did that one, Stacey would hopefully punch him, throw something at him. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, Stacey. But two, it would be like, wow, you've missed the whole point of having this gift that God's given you. Because, yeah, you're going to feel joy and, and blessing, but it's for, for us, right? <laughs> it's for us to be blessed. Um, and then the last bit on, on this verse is given, right? A spiritual gift is given to each of us. And to me, this is, I think, the most important part to get of all this, and I talked about this last week, it, when we, at Christmas time, for example, it's not so much about the receiver, it's always about the giver, and the giver is the one who will define how good the gift is, right? It's not really about you, right? And so because it's the Holy Spirit of God, the all-powerful one, the, <laughs> the one that loves you way more than you ever understand, when he gives you a gift, it's going to be phenomenal, right? It's going to be phenomenal. When you use that gift, there's going to be honestly times that you use that gift that you will just stop and go, oh, oh man, this just rocks. <laughs> this is phenomenal. Because you're being empowered and used by the Holy Spirit. And heaps of us miss that. Heaps of us, if you stop now and thought, man, when was the last time I knew God was using me and I just felt overwhelmed because I was like, Wow. Who am I? And right now, I know God is empowering me to be the greatest greeter of all time or the greatest whatever. Do you know what I mean? And we miss that because we haven't figured out that first point, right? We haven't figured out everyone has a spiritual gift. What's a spiritual gift that God's given me? Um, Yeah. I love it like... I should have asked Harry, but he's not going to care about it. I love that Harry's leading us in worship and you see him just stop playing and he's holding out his hands. He's not doing it like an act, so we're all like, oh man, that Harry is one spiritual guy. No, he's like being used by the Spirit and just know, and I'm just like, man, that's what it's about. I love that, eh? I love that. Okay, so that's the first point. It's not all about you, right? Um, here's the second one. Here's the second one. Um, it's not all about the Holy Spirit, which sounds like a bit blasphemous. It's like, what are you saying? It is. God is all. Um, but what I'm meaning here is it's teamwork, right? It's not just the Holy Spirit. So I'll just keep picking on Liam. So it's not like Liam leading worship just brings a couch up, lies down and just like lays the guitar across him and just goes, Holy Spirit, just use me this morning. It's not like that, right? It's teamwork between Liam. We should try that sometimes. No, we shouldn't. Um, It's teamwork, right, between us and the Holy Spirit. We have an obligation to develop and use the gifts that he's given us as we draw on his empowerment. Um, So let's read this. If you've got your Bible, go over to Romans 12. I'm going to read a little um, few verses here. 
Romans 12. I'm going to read um, verse 6 down to verse 12. So we're thinking about this teamwork thing, right? We're thinking about when you understand, one, you have a responsibility to find what your gift is, but when you understand it, you then have a responsibility to develop it and use it well, right? So that's kind of where we're going. And you see it real clearly in these verses. So this is Romans 12, starting in verse 6. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God's given you the ability to prophesy, man, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you a leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Do you see it in the array? Every one, it's like if you have this gift, man, go crazy in it. It's not just like, oh, I got the gift of encouragement. I'll just wait. You know, It's like, how do I do that intentionally? Verse 9, I love this bit, this is so funny to me. <laughs> Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. I'm like, man, that just feels like a, a statement on society at the moment where it's really cool to pretend to love others. And I was thinking, it's classic, it's Valentine's Day. How many people out there are pretending they love certain people, but really they're like, I don't give a rip, I just bought this cheesy card because you get you off my back. You Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. There's a whole bunch of you like, wow, I better rethink my card I got for my <laughs> spouse right now. Yeah. Where are we? Verse 9. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. This is the core of what he's saying, right? Because remember our spiritual gifts are for each other, building up each other. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Man, I love that phrase. Take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy. But work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. I, oh, I could just keep reading. I love this, eh? I love this. You see it so clearly in there. He brings out this real clear, if you've got this gift, you've got to develop it. You've got to work at it. You've got to grow in it. Um, here's a couple of things with the world's most excited lady I found on the internet. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. That's it, Right? Now, the word enthusiastic in the Greek was a real tricky one for the, the translators to translate. So in the New Living Translation, they have a couple of alternate um, translations, which is really cool. It says, so it would be, never be lazy, but serve the Lord with a zealous spirit. I love that, eh? Well, the, the last one's my favorite. Never be lazy, but let the spirit excite you as you serve the Lord. I was like, man, that's so cool. Again, God doesn't, like, he doesn't hate you, and he doesn't give you a gift that you're like, ah, oh, shivers. I got the gift of encouragement. I hate, and people are idiots. I don't, you know what I mean? It doesn't do that. It's like it always gels with who you are. It always gels with who you are. So it's going to be something that you're just so excited about, and then you do it because you're working hard. Remember, working enthusiastically, and then the Spirit empowers you to to use it. Let me explain it here, picking on myself. So I have the gift of encouragement. Right? Whenever I do these surveys, encouragement is like way up, really high. And I'm just naturally a pretty positive person. You know, I'm a bit of a, yeah, you go team, which goes well with encouragement. So I love encouraging people. But about, man, where is it now? Probably about seven or eight years ago, I was listening to someone preaching on spiritual gifts, and they were talking about this need to develop it, and that it's real easy when you have certain of the spiritual gifts to just rest in them. And I was like, and it just felt like God was like, yeah, that's you, bro. You're just naturally an encouraging guy. What does it look like for you to start really trying to develop that gift of encouragement? And I was like, oh, man, that's going to take thinking, <laughs> which is what Paul's saying in Romans 12, right? 
It's real easy for me when I just suddenly think of someone to flick them a text, <laughs> see someone come to church, hey, how's it going? But it's real different for me to step back and go, okay, the Holy Spirit has given me the gift of encouragement. How do I develop this? How do I really use this powerfully? Does it make sense how you see the difference, right? It's the same with someone who has the gift of service. If they've got the gift of service, they just love being behind the scenes and just serving here and helping there and encouraging. But yeah, what does it look like for them to step back and go, wow, Almighty God has given me this gift of service. I'm going to be blessed, but it's really to bless all these shady CVCs. Man, I need to do some thinking here. I need to do some praying here. I need to figure out, where's the holes? How can I... Do you see what I mean, the difference? Yeah. last one I was thinking of is hospitality. I love hospitality people because I love to eat. Who loves to eat? Everyone? Heaps of you. Man, you guys are liars. There's a lot more of us. Johanna, I love eating, so I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for blessing those hospitality people. Um, As a hospitality person, you just love to cook food for people. You love to have people around, right? It's easy. It's what you enjoy doing. But what does it look like now for you to develop that? (laughs) What does it look like for you to step into that more? Because the Holy Spirit's gifted and called you, and you have that obligation to to develop this. Now, here's the the easy one, preaching. (laughs) We would never say to someone who's got the gift of preaching, oh, you just turn up on a Sunday and chuck, as the Spirit leads, just preach something. You know, we'd be like, whoa, no, develop it. Learn how to use it. Meet with the amazing Roz and have her give you guidance and wisdom on how to preach better and read books and learn. And You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, don't freak me out like that. But then when we come to a lot of the other gifts, we often just go, oh, no, you'll be sweet. Just kind of wing it. Yeah, if you've got encouragement, just encourage. But it's not like that. If you've got the gift of leadership, man, you've got to work at that. What does it look like to really lead as a servant, leader reflecting Jesus? If you've got that preaching gift, develop that. Da-da-da-da. So what does it look like if I've got the gift of encouragement to develop that, if I've got the gift of whatever, whatever, whatever? It's the same thing as preaching, teaching, leadership. What does it look like for me to really develop that? What does it look like for me to spend time going, wow, this is awesome, I'm excited, but how do I grow in this? How do I use this more, right? And it's cool. I love those, those verses, right? I love those verses. Okay, so that's the first two. Here's the, the first one. It's not all about you. It's about us, right? It's kind of obvious. It's not just about you individually. It's about us. It's about you blessing us and building us up, encouraging us, supporting us, strengthening us. The second point, it's not all about the Holy Spirit. It's about him and you, right? It's teamwork. It's never just you going, yeah, I've got the gift of whatever. I will be. It's you going, I need to pray in this and ask him to guide me and direct me and empower me. All that good stuff, right? So here's the last one. It's not all about you and me separately, right? It's not all about you and me separately. It's always about us together. And I love that passage that Roz read. I always die laughing because the imagery in it to me is so funny. The giant, if, what if the whole body was a giant eye? And I've, I'm real visual, and I just see this giant eye. It always has little feet. I don't know why. Like bouncing along, and I'm just like, oh. I just think Paul was being real funny when he wrote that to make a point, to be like, it's dumb. We need each other. So I'm going to read that um, again, but I'm going to read it in the message translation because... Um, Eugene Peterson, it's kind of, he says it's a paraphrase, right? Um, the paraphrase, translation, whatever you want to call it. Um, in 1 Corinthians 12, it's, just, it's really funny, but it gets this point across really clearly. Um, yeah, that this idea that it's just all about me, and it's not teamwork, and it's not depend on the Spirit. It, it's just real clear. Um, so where are we going? We're 1 Corinthians um, 12. So if you've got a device and you want to bring it up um, in the message, 
go for it. But otherwise, just enjoy as I read this, because it's pretty cool. I think it makes it real clear. So this is from verse 12. You can easily um, enough see how this kind of thing works by looking no further than your own body. Your body has many parts, limbs, organs, cells, but no matter how many parts you can name, you're still one body. I just love that, right, eh? I love that. We are one body, <laughs> and none of us are more important than anyone else, man. We're just one body. I love it, eh? It's exactly the same with Christ. By means of his one spirit, we all said goodbye to our partial and piecemeal lives. We each used to independently call our own shots, but then we entered into a large, integrated life in which he has the final say in everything. This is what we proclaimed in word and action when we were baptized. Each of us is now a part of his resurrection body, refreshed and sustained at one fountain, his spirit, where we all come to drink. The old labels we once used to identify ourselves, labels like Jew or Greek, slave or free, are no longer useful. We need something larger, something more comprehensive. I want you to think about how all this makes you more significant, not less. And this is where it gets real funny. A body isn't just a single part blowing up into something huge. It's all the different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. If foot said, I'm not elegant like hand, embellished with rings, I guess I don't belong to this body, would that make it so? If ear said, oh, I'm not beautiful like eye, limpid and expressive, I don't deserve a place on the head. <laughs> Would you want to remove it from the body? If the body was all eye, how could it hear? If all ear, how could it smell? As it is, we see that God has carefully placed each part of the body right where he wanted it. Oh, I love that. That's one of my favorite lines. I'm going to talk about that in a second, but let me read that line again. As it is, we see that God has carefully placed each part of the body right where he wanted it. I love that, eh? Verse 19, but I also want you to think about how this keeps your significance from getting blown up into self-importance. For some, No matter how significant you are, it is only because of what you are a part of. An enormous eye or a gigantic hand wouldn't be a body, but a monster. What we have is one body with many parts, each its proper size and in its proper place. No part is important on its own. Can you imagine eye telling the hand, get lost, I don't need you. Or well, the head telling the foot, you're fired. Your job's been phased out. As a matter of fact, it, in practice it works the other way. The lower the part, the more basic and therefore necessary. You can live without an eye, for instance, but not without a stomach. When it's a part of your own body you're concerned with, it makes no difference whether the part is visible or clothed, higher or lower. You give it dignity and honour just as it, is, as it is without comparisons. If anything, you have more concern for the lower parts than the higher. If you had to choose, wouldn't you prefer good digestion to full-bodied hair? And I go, amen. The way God designed our bodies is a model for our understanding our lives together as a church. Every part, this is such a powerful statement, every part dependent on every other part. Man, I just love that, eh? The parts we mention, the parts we don't, the parts we see, the parts we don't. If one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one part, part flourishes, every other part enters into the exuberance. Ugh. I just love that, eh? So cool. Hey, we're just going to watch a little short video clip from a, a classic old movie. It's only like a couple of minutes long. Oh, how good is the Incredibles movie? Super good. Um, the bit I love in there is that, that cogs bit, right? 
It, it's, it's such a good, to me, symbol of the church. We're all these cooperating cogs that, and I love how he says that the best clocks, you know, have dual mo- movements and were designed to fit together. And I'm like, man, that's exactly how the body of Christ operates, right? <laughs> You're not here by chance, right? You're not here because you look through whatever <laughs> the internet, the something, and went, oh, yeah, 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 that's a good church to go to. You're here because you're part of this clock that God has put together that's called CBC. And we fit together. I love his funky little hands. Freak me out, but it's pretty good, right? Um, this is, I just want to pull apart a couple of verses real quick. That's the most gross picture, but it was a cool picture of bodies, right? Gross picture? Yeah? No? We're good? I don't know. I found it really hideous, but I was like, oh, whatever. Um, this is verse 18. I, I, this is from what um, Ros read before and I read. But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. Um, I wrote this out so I could say it carefully. Um, you're totally not here by accident or because you thought it was a good idea. You are here because God has put you here. This is not meant to be a heavy burden or anything, but instead... It is an exciting, freeing truth. The reality that I'm here because this is where God wants me and that he has a special place and a special mission for me here is awesome. To know God put you here and that he has gifted you specifically to fill a need in our church that perfectly gels with what you're passionate about is fantastic. I just love that, eh? And, and I, know, I, I know you were like, yeah, 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 yeah. But the key then to figuring out how to bless us is to figure out what is the spiritual gift that God's given you. Otherwise, it's awesome that you're here, but you are missing out on being used and empowered by God. And we, as a church, are totally missing out on your gifting, being used to bless and encourage and lift us up, right? I love that verse, eh? Our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. I love that. Here's the other um, verse I love. Verse 26 and 7. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honoured, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. I just love that. Um, when I was thinking about this verse during the week, I was thinking that, to me, a perfect illustration of this is the old Take My Meal program that we use here at church, right? Um, if you haven't seen, so someone will be real sick, or someone's popped out a baby, or whatever's happening. Um, and as a church, like all these people leap into action. And I think at one point we had four people, I think, um, in, in need. And we were like, ooh, are we going to be able to fill up all the rosters? But all the rosters filled up with all these meals for these people. And I'm just like, man, that's the church. Someone's hurting. And it's not like the church is like, oh, whoa, good luck. You know, the church is like, quick, what can we do? Let's cook and things. You know, someone needs to be moved. And I'm ringing people and they're like, yeah, we're there to move. It's just, again, it's this crazy cogs thing, right? It's this body of Christ thing. I just love it. One of the things I love about the Take Them a Meal is I've seen people on the giving end and on the receiving end, which is exactly what this verse is saying, right? There's times when you're on the end of encouraging someone and, and being able to lift someone up because you're in a great place, but then there's other times where things are hitting the fan and your world's falling apart, but because you're part of the body of Christ, everyone else is leaping into action for you to bless you and care for you and encourage you. I just love that. Etu, let's all stand up. Let me pray. Let me pray. Um, I think the coolest thing I've heard, again, and I've heard this a whole bunch as we've been going through this gifting series, is different CBC is coming to me just being real excited about this series. 
and going, I've had people come to me and say, I have never known what my spiritual gift is. Man, I am, this is so exciting. Um, and other people go, I think I know what mine is, but I just have no idea how to use it, which is going to be part of this journey that we go through. Um, and like I, I've been saying today, the thing that excites me is these two key things is one, when you use that gift the Spirit's given you because it's Him empowering you, there will be times when you just sit back and just go, oh my gosh, <laughs> phenomenal. But at the same time, there'll be times when we sit back <laughs> and look at you and go, oh my gosh, phenomenal. God, thank you for so-and-so using the gift that you've given them because they just bless me like crazy. I just love that. Eh? Let me pray for us. Yeah. Yeah, Almighty God, thanks for this old idea <laughs> of yours to have um, the Spirit give us spiritual gifts that gel with exactly who we are um, and are just desperately needed here at church. Thanks for inspiring Paul to write those awesome verses in Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12 that just make it so clear we are the body of Christ. Uh, none of us independently <laughs> is the body of Christ. I love that, that, that crazy imagery he does around the, the eye and the foot and the hand and all that too, God, and how when one of us decides not to use our gifts for whatever reason, um, it just it hurts us, it hinders us from being the body of Christ that you want us to be because the Spirit has put, like it said, put every part exactly where God wants that person to be. Um, I just pray for us here. I pray for those good folks listening on the podcast, God. We, we want to use the gifts that you've given us awesomely. Eh? We want to develop them, work at them um, so that we experience blessing and joy, but, but ultimately so that we're able to bless and encourage and lift up other people in this church, God. So keep working with us, eh, through this gifting series. I, I, I really pray, like, at the end of this, that there's just, I don't know, heaps and heaps of CBCers sitting back going, oh my gosh, this is so awesome finding out how the Holy Spirit's gifted me and how he wants to use me. This is just awesome. <laughs> so keep guiding us and leading us in there, God. Yeah, pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I mean, in the hall, have a seat. <coughs> hey, Morgan's coming up to lead us into communion. Thanks, Morgan.